If you imagine some, you take something the mass of the sun, so a very large star, and squeeze it down so that it fits um, inside uh, about a you know ten miles uh, miles diameter. So a spoonful of a neutron star would weigh as much as uh, as Mount Everest. It's uh, it's it's like a gigantic nucleus. They're really quite extraordinary objects. And when something that dense collides with another thing that is that dense, that would create uh, quite an explosion. Absolutely. Um, what we think um, happens when the two when the two objects uh, collide is that they merge, probably to form uh, a black hole, because the neutron star is the most dense thing that we know of before you get to a black hole. So, what is a gamma ray burst? A gamma ray burst is a brief flash of gamma rays. They last from a fraction of a second to thousands of seconds, and for the point of time that we see a gamma ray burst, they're by far the brightest thing in the gamma ray sky. But we also know that gamma ray bursts happen very far away from us. So at the moment of a gamma ray burst, it's the largest explosion in the universe. So large, in fact, that uh, it produced hundreds of times the mass of the Earth in uh, certain precious metals, as, as I understand it, to gold, platinum. Uh, how big was this explosion? The explosion, if you imagine um, the sun shining um, for millions and millions of years, you have the same amount of energy that is uh, is put out on, in a matter of seconds. With the observations that we made last August, we were able to see after the gamma ray burst, the uh, optical and infrared uh, data that showed us the formation of, of heavy elements of gold, of platinum, of uranium. Um, they're produced in, in nuclear reactions, and that heats up the surrounding material that produces the radiation that we see. So we could actually see the imprint of these elements being uh, being formed. Quite amazing, because we now know that uh, all of the heavy elements that we know of are almost certainly produced in explosions like this. And this was the first time that we actually caught this in the act. This is not the first time you've seen an explosion like this. Why is this one so special? We see gamma ray bursts several hundred times per year. So they're special because who doesn't want to uh, look at uh, the largest explosions in the universe? But this particular one was absolutely unique. And the reason that it was unique is that for the very first time, we saw the gravitational waves from the inspiraling neutron stars. So the neutron stars, they're very small, they're very heavy, they have huge gravity. And when the two neutron stars came closer and closer together, they deformed space-time itself, producing ripples that travel through the universe to be detected in our gravitational wave detectors on Earth. Now, when you say uh, ripples in space-time uh, disruptions, uh, what are we talking about? I mean, if, if I flew a spacecraft through a gravitational wave, uh, what would I slow down? Would I speed up? Would I go backward or forward in time? How, how does that work? If you uh, if you um, flew a spacecraft through a gravitational wave, you really wouldn't notice uh, uh, anything at all. These are space time is incredibly stiff. Um, so the gravitational waves that we saw last uh, last August, if you imagine from here to the nearest star, which is um, four light years away, you're talking about a deviation that is the width of a human hair. I mean enormously uh, tiny, uh, tiny changes. So what happens when the gravitational wave comes through is that there's a slight 
stretching of space in one direction and a squeezing in the other. So like imagine what happens if you take kind of a, a balloon and you press the sides, you know, you squeeze in on the sides, it goes up at the top and, you know, then you let it go and it goes, it goes out again. So that's the kind of motion that you have, but it's really, really, really small, um, which is actually in a sense, I mean, one of the things that fascinates me uh, about this whole field is that the detectors used to detect gravitational waves are awesomely sensitive. I mean, they really have to be able to measure the slightest uh, changes. Now, this galaxy is 130 million light years away, which means this explosion happened, I guess, 130 million years ago. Uh, and we're just now seeing it, of course, because of the way light and uh, travels through space. Where do you think all that stuff is now, all that golden platinum? The gold and platinum now will have dispersed somewhat in the uh, in the galaxy. So it was ejected, um, moving at about 20% um, the speed of light. So it's going to continue to expand outwards in the neighborhood of the galaxy in which it was uh, in which it was formed. And if we wait another few uh, million years, or perhaps it's already happened, that that material has coalesced to form a new star and perhaps a new set of a new set of planets. Um, the material that was produced. 130 million years ago uh, might now be uh, present in uh, in a new planet, perhaps in uh, another Earth. What was it like making this discovery? What was that like for you? <laughs> it was the best morning ever. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really, it was absolutely fantastic. So we, um, you know, I'm sitting in my office and we detect a gamma ray burst. And that by itself is, you know, just it's, we detect a gamma ray burst. Great. We see hundreds of them a year. Half an hour later, um, we got a note from, uh, from our LIGO colleague um, saying, this gamma ray burst had an exciting friend. And with that began um, the most exciting um, set of um, uh, set of weeks um, that I've ever had um, uh, working in this area. It was absolutely fantastic. So we knew instantaneously that with detecting the gamma rays and the gravitational waves that we had now showed that merging neutron stars really could power these enormous explosions. But then it just got better and better and better because we found the optical counterpart and then we saw it with Hubble and we could uh, we could see these elements being uh, being produced. Nine days later, the uh, X-rays suddenly started to see something and later again, uh, we started to see radio waves. It was in every telescope got a little piece of the action. Now that you have this information, what do you do with it? That's a very good question. Um, this is really the beginning. Um, so we, the observations are continuing. The radio um, emission is actually still rising, and we don't know how bright this object is going to become in, um, in radio. We're spending a lot of time uh, sifting through the data. It takes a long time to, um, to really use the data in the best in the best way possible so we're refining all our models we're changing our thinking on how um, gamma ray bursts um, are produced there are, were a few surprises um, in this but i think what i'm really uh, looking forward to is it's telling us that we're going to see lots more of these in the future so i'm tremendously excited by the um, observations that we're going to be able to make over the next few years because this is one groundbreaking event and we can study this one event. But what I really want to do is to have many of them and understand not just how this particular pair of neutron stars merge, but what happens in general with these, uh, with these systems. And that will tell us a lot more about you know, fundamental issues in, um, in things like nuclear physics, because the environment is so unique. It allows us to explore fundamental physics, physical laws um, in a way that we just can't do on Earth.